Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Phantom Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillory, the mother effing musical people. Oh my God. The best thing <laughs> ever. The funniest thing ever. A couple of weeks ago, um, with all the hype going around for the Flash musical that's about to happen, the uh-huh. uh, Flash and uh, Supergirl musical, and of course the Buffy musical that happened um, like what twenty years ago, right. I was like, it'd be kind of cool if you know the magicians tackled the musical at some point in time. I know they probably won't do it yet. Maybe they'll do it around their fourth or fifth season, and then all of a sudden we have this episode. It's not the whole episode, but it was I just classic. It. I just yeah. Oh, yeah. Les Miserables, one of my favorite things ever for like years and in a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later. Because <laughs> I actually did a weird little breakdown there for anybody who has not read the book. Well, a lot of people haven't read the book because the book's freaking huge, man. Or, you know, seen the movie, movies. Movies, musical. the live specials. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to go see the musical, go see it and go see it. Don't. The movies, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Go see it in person. Yeah, yeah you, you got to go see it. Got to go see it. Anyhow, before we get into that stuff, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at JinDev, and he's BradZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Phantom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles as they're being posted. You can also check out Pure Phantom on Facebook. You know what else you can find on Facebook? Uh, us, maybe? Us, for sure. Actually, you can find us a couple of times. Uh, Brad and Court Talk podcast group, where we talk about the magicians. We have a, like a live post <laughs> that we'll, we'll do every Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, for the episode, and we try to we try to get in there and discuss it together. Or if I'm not there, he'll take it. Um, one way or the other, we haven't been very one, successful yeah. this last couple of weeks because of stuff and things and scheduling. So yeah, but usually we try to get in there. Um, usually I will try to put something up for Riverdale, or more than that, you'll find me posting on Twitter. If you like the live tweet, follow me again at Jindev. And if there's a show that you think I like. I'm over there live tweeting about it, so you can come check it out and hang out with me that way. Uh, also, we have another group that we handle for Pure Fandom, and it's the first group that we basically had with Pure Fandom, and it's for the show of Van Helsing. Uh, we covered that when it was on for its first season, and so we have a pretty big group over there, especially since it's been on Netflix. It's been a lot more people dropping in to have conversations about the show and kind of speculating about season two and what we want to see and who we hope they don't kill this time around right yeah i, need to get I asked more somebody active. i said what do you hope to see in season two i hope they don't kill my favorite character i said i understand what you're saying i understand where you're coming from i need to get more active in stuff i've been spending god this last couple of weeks have been crazy for me i mean like wednesday i had a board meeting i got stuck at forever in a day and yeah yada yada and uh speaking of van helsling we may have something lined up for that coming up where we're just waiting to hear Yes, so we'll we'll let you know. But if you liked Ricky Blue, you might know what we're talking about. Right, and which is cool. I was like, they're already reaching out for us, and we're like, awesome. We'll work on that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, shows, we usually cover so Twelve Monkeys. Like we, we, I think we told you the guys this before. Usually, we cover the show when it's on, and we've had interviews with some of the actors and everything. And we were just trying to figure out when it was going to drop. Well, we have a date of when it's going to drop. 
and apparently it's gonna be a binge. Initially, I thought it was a joke, uh-huh. and you know, how, funny, haha, because everybody was about to binge uh, Iron Fist or whatever they were in the uh, moment of binging. I thought it was a joke, and now it's it's the real deal. Over the course of three days, around I think it's May nineteenth, they're gonna put out all thirteen episodes over on uh, Sci Fi. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make that work, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to um, talk about that with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea on that one yet. We're just kind of going, huh? Because I don't think I'm going to be able to binge it all in one weekend because I think I actually have a run that weekend. So uh, yeah, you know. and like Twelve Monkeys is a show. I I I love that show, and I I usually like watching it week to week, just because there's so much that happens, and I like to digest everything that's going on, and I like to talk about Brad with it, and I don't want to shotgun. And, you know, binge talk about the entire season. So maybe we'll break it down, like at least one, not one episode, but like one night. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll, to do something like that. We'll break it into a couple of episodes. Yeah. Terry Metalis, though, you know, the writer-creator and all that stuff, he said it's going to be like a mini-movie, so... Oh, I'm doing that. Or a mega-movie, I guess, at okay. that point. Ooh, so. okay. And it okay. did... Like a three-night miniseries. They've done that before. Right. Okay. It's, it's kind of what he was talking about on Twitter. And... um and it did get renewed for season four, so we uh, get the fourth season. Fourth and final season. Fourth and fi- so which, there's an end game. I am totally fine with that end game. I'm Me good. too. They have a plan, and I can, I can live with that. Right. Okay, should we jump into this other thing here now? Oh, this other beautiful thing? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay, so this week's episode was uh, season two, episode nine, Lesser Evils. It was directed by Rebecca Johnson, written by... Thank you, L. Lipson and John McNamara. You guys are amazing. Sarah Gamble wrote last week's episode. She's also amazing. That was epic. This week, we got a musical, though. So, yay! Uh, Margot makes an impossible makes an impossible choice in order to save the kingdom and magic itself. Julia's loss of shade puts Q in a dangerous position. Elliot and the Florian King <laughs> introduced to us to a whole new form of dueling. And, wow, uh, the winner takes all for sure. Magic completely blacks out at a very critical moment for all of our magicians. So this week was crazy. Oh, so much so. How how do you want to tackle this one? What, how, what, do, you want, what do you want to go with? Sexually <sighs> transmitted lycophony? <laughs> Oh, I thought that was that was really cool. So we we, we jump in and know we know from last week that um Katie and um what's his name? Julia. I keep no. wanting to call him Quinn. No. Penny? Katie and Penny, they figured <laughs> out what exactly was wrong with uh Q. We and we knew that was gonna come. Right. And he wakes up and he's chained up and caged next to a werewolf dude who's not quite a werewolf. He only uh, half wolfed. He, yeah, like he only half wolfed. That's because it was sexually transmitted. So again, people, be careful who you lay down with and make sure you're fully protected. Otherwise, you'll be howling at the moon. Uh, Maybe. Was, yeah. That was total <laughs> yeah. Michael J. Fox teen wolf there right there. That's where he oh, was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was pretty cool. It was interesting to see. Uh, I always love it when they have like different species and different kind of magical creatures on the show. And we have those fairies later that we'll talk about. That was cool, too. But yeah, so they figure out what's going on with Quentin. And apparently he only has a matter of days to live if he continues to hold Neff and Alice inside of him. Um, the Dean is not very helpful. Like you, usually the Dean is supposed to know everything. Well, this he, one, he, he helps. He, he he does help a lot. But he doesn't solve their problems for them. He makes them solve the solve the problems for himself, for themselves. Mm-hmm. The mark of a great educator. Well, that's, you know, he's guiding them to it. So, 
There we go. It's yeah. Uh, Elliot could. is definitely on the downside there. And we now know that uh, Nephanalis wasn't messing around with him. It was actually true. He was dying and getting out of there. Yes. Yes. And there's really and nothing much he, he has to do other than box her, which he refuses to do. Yeah. Because if he boxes her, like she's going to be gone forever. Mm-hmm. And so, he doesn't want to set her free because he thinks that if he unleashes her, she's going to be all kinds of evil. But Julia ends up seeing exactly what he is or uh, seeing Alice. Like that was a cool moment. Right, running into Alice when she's in control. So yeah, Julia. Has I told you plans. I wanted those two to work together. Yeah, you're kind of sort of working together, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Kind of. It it could have worked. I mean, Julia is also. We see that her shade is very shady. So. Mm, no, her shade is not shady. No, well, like, so her I mean, shade is a little. Yeah, she's lost her shade, so she doesn't oh. care anymore. She's oh, yeah. moved into that whole beast mode of, you know, I offer you up as tribute. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, but it was really funny. She, she Her shade is gone, but she has these moments where she knows what she's doing is wrong. Like she was looking at Quentin a couple of times and you could tell in her face that like there was a li- maybe a little something left where she was fighting with herself mm-hmm. or I don't know. Well, when they found Dana's boy, who was a senator, of course he was. I'm telling you, it reminded you remember the omen. Uh huh. It reminded me of the Omen, and I was just waiting for him to turn to be completely evil, like in the Omen 3. But he wasn't really. He was just full of power. And like Penny said, everything that he said, he believed it truly. And, you know, everything that happened that he was putting through, it got passed in Congress and stuff like that. I mean, Because he had magic working for him, um, unbeknownst to him, of course. Everything he, he, like Penny said, he was putting out so many different magical vibes. Mm -hmm. Like he had this whole persuasive thing where he could talk you into basically doing anything. And I'm thinking he had like some kind of attraction thing going on too, because Katie was like, I'm not even attracted to this guy. And I'm like, ah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just (laughs) pulling it all in. Yeah. And when they go to get him, Julia's fine with killing him. Yeah, that was her plan, apparently. Multiple. Well, shadeless Julia's plan. Yeah, multiple times she tried to kill him, and Penny had to stop him each time. So yeah, because uh, the the scanner, I guess, is the is, is holding in his power, and right. she thinks he's just a vessel, and she had that little thing that that could house the power. And that's the only way that she knew to get it. So she needed that yeah. power to take on Renard. Yeah. And after finding the senator, they take him back to break bills because everybody goes back to break bills these days. Oh, for sure. I thought it was cool seeing that actor. Uh, he's been in a lot of different things. I remember he was in Popular a long time ago, and he was in that USA show, uh, that spy show. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so they redid the wards at break bills after the little beast incident. Yeah, and... Uh, the dean was like, it's okay. It's going to hold. Nothing is getting through here. And what happens? It doesn't hold whatsoever. Because of the blackouts. Which are affecting everything. That's what they said before. I mean, it's going over to Earth. It's going everywhere else. So they, the the fox is in their brake bills, and they're, he's you know ready to find his boy. Julia blocks him off, and that's where she throws Q to the wolf there, to the fox. <laughs> to the fox. To the fox. In order to use Nephanalis to go after Renard, which kind of made sense to me. Uh, That's essentially kind of, you know, she did kill the beast after all. 
Oh, for sure. I did think that Nephanalis, that the did think Q was going to use Nephanalis at that point in time and let her loose. But I, for some reason, he didn't. He holds back. I didn't understand that. Because Nephanalis, as shady as she can be sometimes, I, I think she would have taken out Renard. I think, yeah, I think she would have gone for it also. It's a good reason to do it. I mean, she has the power for it. But Penny jumps in there. Renard freezes time. Like the beast. Everything's down, and that's it. And yeah. So in walks his boy, who goes to see his father, which is kind of interesting. And they disappear, which can't be good. No. I'm wondering what's going to happen with that little Senator Gaines. He seemed like he was a good guy. Yeah, ex- seriously wondering what's going to go on with that. But the whole thing that goes on with Julia throwing Q in and everything else, I mean, Katie calls her out on it, and she gets stuck in the, the uh, no magic room. The clean room, yeah, because Katie had been defending her for the entire episode, and um, Penny was trying to tell her, like, she, it's not the same. This isn't your friend anymore. She doesn't care anybody, about anybody anymore. No, not at all. I mean, she's more than willing to sacrifice her best friend, Q. You know? Yeah, and I think that's what it took for Katie to see that. And once that came to light, nope, no more. So now what are you going to do with Julia? How long is she going to stay in Break Bill's prison? I mean, probably forever, I guess, however they well, want to do Well, un- until they can figure something else out. They, they can't get rid of Julia. I don't think they can get her shade back, though. I don't know, what they, it, but they they would have to figure something out. Like she's too important of a character, and like he, he Q can't have lost Alice and Julia. Oh, I agree. He has to keep some people in his life, but yeah, because you know he does end up letting Julia go at the end. There, I mean, letting Julia go, letting Alice go because he refused to box her. Yeah, and I, I can't. That can't be the last we've seen of her either. I. No, we can't. She died earlier, and we said no. I, I was like, she's coming back. She has to show up. Well, she yeah. show back up for the rest of the season. I don't know. They have to figure out something because they've done an amazing job of letting what's her name, Olivia Taylor, Olivia Dudley Taylor, right? Like of letting her just do different things with that character, and it's been so interesting. So we have to see her again somehow, and we have what four more episodes after this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll see some. Some type of Alice again. Whatever happened to uh, emo Alice? Exactly, Alice's shade. Yeah, we never like, saw that had to be Alice's shade. Well, we yeah we never saw her anymore after you know the whole thing started coming up with that Niff and Alice was in Quentin. We she kind of disappeared because I think Niff and Alice once she revealed herself to Quentin she was a lot stronger than Shay Alice's shade. Oh that makes sense. But I'm I'm I think we'll see her again. We have to. That does make a lot of sense there. Yep. I'm with you on that one. So everybody's gone. Alice is gone. Uh let's mm-hmm. go on over to Fillory, why don't we? Fillory the musical? <laughs> Fillory the musical. For <laughs> one on one combat that Elliot is going to do because they don't have the troops. That's the fastest way. And more importantly, if he wins, he'll be the most popular, famous king ever. Which, and why don't they have any more troops? Uh, because they're all leaving because of the tree genocide. Tree arborside. That was it. <laughs> Damn it, Julia. <laughs> it's the arborside. And they had to go because there are no more talking trees. Oh, that was a Julia one, too. Yes. Who did she say that to? Uh, was it Penny? 
They had talking trees in Fillory? Not anymore. Yeah, she, she said, you think, it, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's rough, man. Like, you don't even feel bad, do you? <laughs> nope. Nope, not at all. Uh, Finn, the, the, okay. So the other king, Prince S's uh, father, has had 14 duels and has won them all. Yes, all opponents dead. And because apparently you can't have a, uh, a duel with both opponents alive at the end. That's not right. how that works. Yeah, and L has never held a sword before. And you can tell. Uh, but he's all ready for it. How hard can it be? Um, Finn actually does have a sword that was forged by her father for a high king. So now he has a new blade and a spell to make him a master swordsman as long as there's not a brownout. Oh, and you knew that was coming, didn't you? Yep. Well, this is the part that I love about Finn. You know, she says family first. She is so totally committed to him and everything mm-hmm. else that's going on because they got a baby. Ooh, we'll get to that in a second. And, you know, they're all family and everything else. Whatever happened to the Foo Fighter that was in the dungeon? Are we going back there at all or what? Isn't he still there? I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's still there, it's like the loaded gun. Like, if he's still there... We'll see him again at some point in time, perhaps, especially with everything that's going on with uh, the unrest. Yeah, we had that come up, and it went; it was there, and it went away. So I think it's going to— Like, think, this show has been pretty good about coming back to tie up loose ends. I think the Foo Fighters are going to come into play in, like, another two or three episodes. Well, especially because the kingdom isn't doing so well with these two. I was going to say four, but they're not really four. Right. It's just those two. Yeah, it's just Margo and Elliot. Yeah, and I love them dearly, but they're not the best king and queen of the world. Wow, there's that. Uh, Margo asked the sloth, who is the most honest person on the council, mm-hmm. what to do. And she says, petition the fairies, who have very complex deals. And you knew yes. right away that was not going to happen well, right? Yeah, he said they're very mercurial. And um, Margo was like, Elliot would love that. He likes... Uh, Complex deals. But she never bothers to tell anybody about the deal that she's going to do. Well, I wouldn't either. No. Like it turned into total rough on Stillskin at, at that point. In time. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, because she was, she was Margot. And unfortunately, our little magicians have to figure out that you can't be snarky with everybody. It happened to Penny in, the, in that first episode, and now it happened to Margot. Like she got snippy. And with the wrong person, and like apparently, if you piss off a fairy, the deal is done. Like you either take the deal that's on the table, there'll be no more negotiation, or you don't take it, and you don't get what you want. Well, she didn't learn that from last week when she annoyed the uh, trees. Well, that wasn't her fault. That was kind of Julia, well, <laughs> and Julia took care of that, as uh, we recall. She did take care what, of what that. trees? Yeah, what trees? You know the talking trees? Nope, not anymore. <laughs> So the deal is for the first child of the king. Well, initially, like she was going to go with this because they were talking about a child of, what was it called? The white something? The white tower? Yeah, I think so. It's basically their kingdom. And Margo, she was actually entertaining the idea of having a fairy child, of being impregnated and doing the deal and giving away her child. She was good with that. But they were like, no, we want the one that Finn's having right now. Like that one over there. And she did kind of store to ask Finn if it was okay. She failed to mention some key parts. 
Yeah, she did. And that's probably going to bite her in the ass. And I'm going to hate it because you know how much I love Elliot and Margot. Mm -hmm. And your your best friend giving away your only child is not something that I think will work in in friendship land. Uh, Eventually, she's going to have to tell them, which is going to be weird. Yeah, they have to fix it. Fix it. But remember how at the beginning of the season when we found out that Finn was pregnant, remember how I said, I don't see how this is going to work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, exactly. It could go that way. Right. Become a, They take the baby, and the baby becomes a fairy, which is kind of weird. But if something happens to that baby, all bets are off because Finn is not going to be down with them anymore, and she's going to be with oh, the Foo Fighters. Yeah. That, see, that's where I'm at. That's why I say the Foo Fighters are going to come back in a couple episodes because that's going to come out, and Finn is not going to be a happy girl. Not at all. She's been trying and trying and trying, and her boy L there just doesn't really, you know. And unfortunately, she didn't even have to make the deal because what happens later? Oh, they make up. They make up because they want to make out. Apparently, Elliot and the King of Florian both like dudes, Uh and there's a rule that you can have a wife and a husband. Which works completely for Elliot. Oh, Why yeah. didn't nobody tell him that before? Yeah, they could have just done that to start with. I mean, they go to fight each other out, and there's a brown out, and Elliot hides up in a tree. And <laughs> meanwhile, well, the this other... Is, this is after the King of Florian runs first. Yeah, he, well, he ran off into the woods, which was kind of weird, but... Well, it's a part of dueling. It's hide-and-seek dueling. Well, they came to an agreement, and that was interesting. So now they're going to be a uh, nice little Poly, yeah, polyamorous. polyamorous group there. Finn uh, didn't have a nice look on her face when she heard that, that she would have to share him again with somebody else. But I'm thinking she knew about the whole husband thing. And no one told him? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Because he would have been totally down for that. Yeah, I could see that. Um I'm willing to see how this works out. Uh, the splitting of the Wellspring 50-50 seems kind of interesting. Yeah, really they sure didn't need to do that. Do. But, hey, he's good. He's, you know, I guess it's a, well, 50-50. If they're getting married, you get half my stuff, I get half your stuff. But actually, wouldn't they get, like, what was it? There's three of them, so, it, no, whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um we need to back out there because we went through all that. We need to back up to the favorite part of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. When Margot suggests that, you know, they need to sing in order to rally the troops. And she had watched uh, the video of Elliot and the role of Valjean and Les Miserables in high school. <laughs> which I thought was perfect. Absolutely. And, you know, singing in the battle. I just... I was just dying at this point in time. I think I actually texted you and said, oh, my God, this is epic. You did. You did. And certain other words were put in there that, you know. <laughs> I was just like, wow. So they start off with the song One Day More, which Elliot is singing the song, a uh, part of Valjean, which, you know, what he did before, with Finn and Margot singing the parts of uh, Cosette and Marius. Mm-hmm. And then Finn rightly moves into her role of Eponine, <laughs> in the song, as Elliot and Margot take over the role of Marius and Cosette. Now, for people who have not know anything about Les Miserables. Spoiler alert. Well, no, I'm not telling that part. Go ahead. <laughs> There's uh, Ebenine is in love with Marius, and she has been for like ever and a day. And mm-hmm. she did a bunch of stuff to win his attention, but he only had eyes for Cosette. 
kind of sound like Elliot a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all this does is make me worried about the fate of Finn because, you know, like I said, a couple more episodes, I think things are going to go bad. And if you have seen the play or the book or whatever, you know what happens to Eponine. Anyhow, she does end up back in the role of Cosette at the end of it. So there's that. I don't know. That's all I got. I was just, it was the greatest thing ever. And Margo just cutting out parts of it because, yeah, they don't have anything to do with us. So I got rid of it. (laughs) I also like the fact that uh, Princess knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> oh, yes. And he was uh, Valjean, no, um, Javert in his mm-hmm. role. Was Margo typecast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, that was a pretty cool moment, for sure. Uh, only magicians. That's all I got. I have nothing better on that one. Yeah. Just- and like they, they didn't have to make a whole episode about it. And I love shows that do that. But like when you can surprise me out of nowhere with something like this, ah, oh, perfect. It made sense too because they did rally the troops. Everybody showed up out there with them because they were all singing forcefully. As I, I want to know what that seemed like for everybody else. Going, why are we singing? <laughs> so, why, how do I know these words? <laughs> right. Like it, it just is. Go with it. I'm I'm flowing with it. I'm telling you. It was, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see it. I'm actually. I have a friend of mine who um, loves the show, loves the musical and everything else. I'm just going to tell her to watch this part of the episode because she doesn't follow the show whatsoever. And it's, I'm waiting to hear that um, review when that yeah. happens. It'll be epic. Good times. Yes, good times. <laughs> okay. So what else do we got? Did we get through everything? We got through everything. There was just a couple of lines from um, Elliot that I thought were really cool. So uh, when he's up the tree and the king is talking about getting old and Elliot's like, yeah, I would age like fine wine. I I adore Elliot so much. He is so much fun. (laughs) He is. And then when he gets back with uh, Margot, he tells them about the marriage. And she's like, well, what the hell are you doing? He said, just think espionage, sweetheart. You know, Mm-hmm. Was it Diplomatic Bedfellows or something like right. that? Yep. Hilarious. I'm still wondering if Margot's ever going to get up with somebody. I don't know that she has to. Margot is badass on her own. She just doesn't ever seem to do anything. I mean, she's she's not all automatically looking for somebody to sleep with like Elliot is, I guess. Yeah, Elliot's looking for something, and, and Margot isn't. Like, she's very content with who she is. She's doing her best at running the, the entire kingdom. Yes, yeah, she is. She's trying, even though she went and traded somebody's child. Yeah, you know, you got to do she what... She had a, reasons. A queen's got to do what a queen's got to do. <laughs> no one else yeah, is I don't, there. I don't think the parents are going to be very happy with her, and I'm very worried about that. So, here's a random question. Alice is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. Alice is not dead. Okay. Alice is a Niffin. Her shade is off somewhere. Right. Okay. Alice is, the, well, the, the Niffin. Is the Niffin still a queen of Fillory? They act like she isn't, but why wouldn't she be? Because she's not human. She's a Niffin. I just, that was just my only question. Was like, I is she know. a queen? Can a queen somebody else? Can, like, Katie become a queen? That would be cool. <laughs> I mean, a- they should. Just, just to help out because Margot has a lot of responsibility on her plate, yeah. and they could use the enforcer. Margot could use some help because yeah, the destroyer Quentin's, and the enforcer. Quentin's not doing so much helping in the fillery part there, and it's he's the one who got everybody to fillery to start with. He, but he's had like other issues going on. He's since had, then. He has much many issues, many many <laughs> issues. 
I mean, he just lost Alice, and he's still dealing with Alice. Yeah, I guess he could go back to work in in, in the cubicle land. And oh no, we don't want to see that. Have fun in his office, and that'll be the Belko experiment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got anything else for this one? No, just a great, great episode. Can't wait till next week. All right. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Incorporated, Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, and other shows. There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Yep. If you have any thoughts or comments about the episode, let us know in the comment section below or let us know what your favorite line was. Another favorite line that I forgot was when Quentin was like, may I help you steal from me? When oh. Penny was going through her stuff earlier. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it was very cool. <laughs> so if you have any favorite lines, drop them below and let us know. Yep. Until next time, you should take some training so that you don't call the sword a giant butter knife like Elliot did. Don't do that. And stay away from lycanthropes. Don't sleep with them. No, and don't. Lycanthropes. That's not what you call them. Werewolf peoples. Werewolves. Good enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.